Amen. Well, I'm glad you're here today. I said, I'm glad you're here today. Headaches and all. Not anymore. Remember those days? Oh, yeah. Because I have a word for you today. From God. One week, amen. I said, I have a word for you from your heavenly Father for this year. Amen. So open your ears and and open your hearts. God the Father wants you to experience some exciting new things in 2017. He wants you individually, your family, this church... Amen? Do you believe that? But there's some things that you and I are going to have to implement, we're going to have to do, if we're going to experience the goodness of God again this year and the and new things. But here's the question, and this is <clears throat> sometimes it's difficult for some people. The question is this, are you willing to forget your past mistakes and regrets? Are you willing to forget your past mistakes and regrets? Anybody make a mistake? Don't raise your hand. Anybody make a mistake this last year? Any have, have some negative experiences? Maybe some regrets about some things that you did or didn't do? <clears throat> well, you're going to have to forget about it. And you know what? The Father already has if you've dealt with it in the prayer closet. What's the Father say about new things? I'm going to give you some examples from Scripture. and I'm not going to go a long time today because we are going to have communion, and it's open for everybody. If If Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior, we want you to partake of communion with us. I believe this is the way to start the year out. Focusing on Jesus Christ. What does the Father say about new things? <clears throat> Here, here's some things from Scripture. I just jotted down that, that uses the word new. A new commandment. A new covenant. A new creature, a new creation in Christ. New fruit. A new heaven. A new earth. New spirit. A new Jerusalem. A new name, a new man, a new song. And then in Revelation 21, verse 5, he states, Behold, I make all things new. So I want you to start this year out focusing on new things that God wants to do in your life. Oh, pastor, you don't know my past, what I've been through, what I've gone through. Shut up. Forget it. It's done. Everyone in this room today might have a few regrets. Remember the old Frank Sinatra? How many of you know who Frank Sinatra is? Two of you. Just us older ones. Remember the song, I Did It My Way? And in that song, he says, I have a few regrets. It's because he did it his way. If you do it God's way, You won't have regrets. You'll be blessed. I wish Frank was here to sing it. I should have queued it up and 
Look at Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah 43. This is mainly the scripture. I, I, if, you, if you want to jot that down, because it's a good scripture to look at. I like it. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 18. This is what God says. Do not remember the former things. Say former things. Nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will. I like those words, two words. The Father says, I will do a new thing. Who said it? God said it. He said he's going to do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make even make a road in the wilderness. Maybe you feel like, oh, I've been in a wilderness experience. And he says, and rivers in the desert. Maybe you've had a dry desert experience. Doesn't make any difference. God can still do a new thing. Former things and old things. You know, things of old maybe goes way back. Former things, maybe in the last few years. But the thing is, it's in the past. And this verse commands you and I to leave the past behind and look ahead to the future. Leave it behind. Focus on what's ahead. Usually what we look at is where we end up going. Let that sink in. Now, I don't have smart Alec Caleb here to, but Micah, he'll, he'll fit in. He'll fill in for him. But for years when the boys started to learn to drive, Caleb, look at me. I would lean over and tell the boys, you tend to drive where you look. Remember that. What's that mean? Well, look at that cute babe over there. Pretty soon you're focused, you're going this way. So now I, I wish I hadn't even done that because now in years later I'm going down the highway and looking this way and I'll hear the rumble bars. You ever hear the rumble bars? And either Caleb or Michael. Well, you know. Where you look at, what you look at is where you end up going. But it's the truth. If you're going to focus on the past, you're going to look in the things in the past. And how? if this is the past, this north wall, and you just keep on looking at the past, how are you going to look ahead to the future? you got to do a 180. And some of us need to do a 180. Because we've been looking back. I know every one of us here... We don't have time to hear all your regrets and all your mistakes, and that includes me. Oh, Pastor, you got regrets? I sure do. Yeah. Well, I, I looked up some things here. Um, and I, I looked up this word new thing. New is defined as this, something recent or fresh that is exciting. How many of you want the routine or something boring again this year? Or how many of you want something new, refreshing, 
Invigorating and exciting. How many of you want something exciting this year? Was this last election a new thing? Whoa, I'll say it is. How many of you would like something challenging? Because we get, we get in a rut and we, we don't, we know when we're younger, you know, we want to challenge. We want to take the mountain. As you get older, you don't really want the challenges anymore. You just want to rest on your laurels. But I don't care what age you are, you need a challenge. I said, I don't care how old you are, what condition you're in, you need a challenge. I need a challenge. He says in the scripture, now it shall spring forth. That means to sprout like a plant. Just like the word of God is a seed planted in your heart, it needs to germinate, it needs to sprout, and then it pushes upward out of the ground and it bears fruit. I want to bear fruit. I want the church to bear fruit. We'll go over that next week, the prophecy about the church. It's a good prophecy, good word. Remember what Apostle Mike said? You need to realize your past has been unfruitful, unfruitful, but your future will be productive. And the devil will sit on your shoulder and tell you, you, there's no way. Don't you remember who you were, how you acted, what you said, what you did, what you didn't do? He's a liar and he's the father of all lies, the Bible says. And you're going to have to start listening to the right voice. The voice of the good shepherd and the voice of a stranger I will not follow. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. What's What are the thoughts God is thinking to you today? Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future, a future, a future, and a hope. That's the God that I serve. Now, here's your responsibility and my responsibility. We need to forget past mistakes. We need to forget our regrets. Regret is defined as, now listen real close. This is out of Webster's. It's good, good definition. It means to feel sorry about or mourn for a person or thing gone or lost. To feel sorry about or mourn for a person or thing gone or lost. It means to feel troubled or remorseful over something that has happened. One's own acts. It means a troubled feeling or a remorse over something that has happened, especially, now listen, over something that one has done or left undone. Something you've done or left. How many of you didn't do some things in 2016 that you wanted to do, but you didn't do it? Look at Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. See, it's a good word because today it doesn't make any difference what you've done or haven't done in this past year. It's a, it's a clean slate. It's a clean slate for you. You start new. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12, the Apostle Paul states, not that I've already attained or am already perfected, 
but I press on. Say, I press on. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Say, I do. One thing is important for you and for me this year. One thing, Paul says, I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Say this with me. I must forget those things that are behind and press on towards those things which are ahead. He says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's what Paul... Did Paul have... Paul was a very arrogant... There's all kinds of words you could describe Saul before he became Paul. Do you think he had some regrets? Do you think the devil tried to speak into his ear? Don't you remember how you used to treat believers and Christians, persecuted them? Sure. But see, he he understood how important it was to forget some of the things that we've done. Listen to this. I I, I wrote, found some statements. The born-again Christian has no past. If if you're a born-again believer, you have no past. What do you mean? You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become. How many have a past? Sure. And we like to tell stories about our past and how it used to be. But we need to focus on who we are now in Christ. Amen? Here's another one. God doesn't look at your past to decide your future. I'm saying that. I want you to sink in. God doesn't look at your past to decide your future. Here's another one. Those who predominantly talk about the past are going backward. Ever get around people just all they talk about is the past? Well, they're going backward. Those who talk about the present are just maintaining, but those who talk about the future are growing. Say, I'm future focused in this new year, and I'm going to grow spiritually. <clears throat> Here's another one. Regret looks back, worry looks around, but faith looks up. Regret looks back, worry looks around, faith looks up. One more. Stop looking at where you have been and start looking at where you can be. Some of us need to set some goals for this year. Personal goals. I'm going to the gym. Amen. Well, that's good. Or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. Set some goals for your life, but set some spiritual goals. How about if one everybody in here led someone to Christ this year? Just one person, one person out there that's never been befriended by a Christian. What if you, what if you were able to do that? Lead someone to Christ. What if you were able to go into a hospital or nursing home and pray for someone that's sick? What if you just did a kind thing for a neighbor? Think about these things.
Amen? Amen. I'll close with this. This is good. Brenda Kuhneman said this, and she said, by the Spirit, it's not relevant. Say that with me. It's not relevant. The Spirit says, know that the past is no longer relevant to your future. Your past mistakes, problems, and even the things that didn't turn out like you hoped are now over. So as you look at the year to come, say of the past, it's not relevant. It's not relevant. Then she quotes the scripture from Colossians chapter 2, blotting out the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. She says, we often let past problems and mistakes form our outlook and approach to the future. Many people think they can't enter the future without the past looming over them like a dark cloud. Who's the, what was it, Peanuts? Who's the one that had the cloud over them all? The pig pen? One of them. So everywhere he went, there's a cloud. They expect their future to be hindered or altered somehow because of it. However, God can take the problems of the past, reshape them, and make it so they aren't relevant to our future. Colossians 2.14 says Jesus took the incriminating evidence against us and nailed it to the cross. The verse says, and took it out of the way. In other words, Jesus has taken our sins, our failures, our weaknesses, our problems out of our way so we're able to say of the past, it's not relevant. You don't have to make your past relevant to your future. It doesn't have to be a factor in formulating your outlook and actions for the upcoming year. If you need to repent and come clean in some areas, then do it now so you can leave last year in last year. Then start expecting. Then start expecting something new and wonderful to be on the horizon. Start saying of your negative past, It's not relevant. Job chapter 22 and verse 28, he says, You shall declare and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you, and light shall shine upon your pathway. So you and I need to start declaring and decreeing our past is not relevant. Our future is glorious in Christ. Amen? Look at 1 Corinthians 11. I'm going to go ahead. We're going to go ahead today and receive communion. And the reason I'm, a lot of times we'll do communion right after worship. But today I wanted to do it at the end of the service, especially after what I just shared with you. Because some of you maybe are sitting here and you've, go ahead, you have, um, you're sitting here and you're rehearsing maybe some of your mistakes, problems, failures, whatever. Well, you know, The good thing about the Word of God and our Heavenly Father who loves us unconditionally, He gave us the Scripture. It says, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the Apostle Paul gives us the Lord's Supper. I want to read this to you. It says, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. <laughs> new. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So what are we doing today as we receive communion? We are doing what? Remembering Jesus. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup and proclaim, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, who ever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. And this is what I want you to see in verse 28. This is important. But let a man or let a woman examine himself. Don't examine your neighbor, your mate, your kids, your boss. It says, but let a man examine himself. So let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep or die prematurely. For, verse 31, for if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. So what I want you to do today is examine your heart. Where are you at with your relationship with God? Maybe today you say, Preacher, I don't know God. I don't have a relationship with God. And the only way you can know the Father is through the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so what I want you to do is reflect maybe on some of the things that you've been stewing about, concerned about. It ends today. It ends today. It stops today. The past is dead. Forget about it. There's nothing you can do to fix anything. But your future's glorious. There's good things ahead for you, your kids, your grandkids, your business. Whatever you set your hand to, the Bible says, shall prosper. Every eye closed this morning. If you're here today, let's do this before we receive communion. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Mike, I want a better year in 2017. I want relationship with my Heavenly Father. I want to get to know Him. Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. He says, I'm the truth, I'm the way, and I'm the life. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. The most important decision you can ever make is to make Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior. The, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So if you want everlasting life, then you need the Son because He is life. And I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you've never prayed this, then I want you to pray it. Just not out of your head. Just not because the preacher says do it. But it's because you want to see your life changed. You want to be born again you want to get to know 
Jesus. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we'll be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So if you want to, to make that decision today, pray this with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus. I have sinned. My past is full of failures and mistakes. I want to experience new things. I want to become a new creation in Christ. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Your kingdom come and your will be done. I confess you today with my mouth. You are my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me and giving me eternal life and experiencing new things in this new year. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that sincerely, I want you to know you've been born again and and God has taken up residence within your heart and life. Ushers, if you'd come and wait on the people this morning, we'll pass out all the the elements today, hold them in your hand, and then we'll partake together of the bread and and the, the juice today. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today, there's no reason to wait For Jesus is calling Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy From the ashes a new life is born For Jesus is calling Oh, come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide, forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Mistakes. Come today, there's no reason to wait. But Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes, a new life is born. But Jesus is calling. Oh, come to. The Father's arms are open wide Forgiveness was born with The precious blood of Jesus Christ To come to the altar 
the Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Father, this morning we thank you for the bread that represents the body of Jesus Christ. All the body bore for you and I. The body of Jesus Christ bore our sins, our sicknesses, our diseases. He became sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We remember today that we're all one body. Everyone here today in this room is important to the body of Christ. Everyone has a special grace and a gift to offer to the body of Christ. We thank you, Father. Today we receive the the bread, which is the body. And we thank you, Lord God. Our sins are forgiven. Healing is our covenant right. We thank you, Father, for your unconditional love and for giving us the body of Jesus, your Son. We also remember this cup of juice represents the blood of Jesus that he willingly shed for you and I. And without the shedding of blood, there's no remission, there's no forgiveness of sins. So today, we, we thank you, Father, our sins are forgiven. And even if we make mistakes and fail in the future, the blood of Jesus continues to cleanse us from all sin. We thank you for the precious life that's represented here. And that life, the life of Jesus, flows through us for all eternity. We receive it today in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I've given your people your living word. And I pray that I've said one thing that has provoked somebody or made them to think or to examine their life. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering to them whatever they have need of. I thank you, Father, the body of Harvest Church in this new year shall grow spiritually, numerically, and do great exploits for God. I thank you, Father, that the steps of the people of Harvest Church are ordered of the Lord. So order our steps in your word this year and let not iniquity have dominion over us. May we prosper, be in health, even as our soul prospers. And Father, I thank you for your your angels that are encamped around these families that continually deliver them from evil. No weapon formed against them shall prosper in Jesus' name. So thank you, Father. You crown your year with goodness. Your eyes are on us from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And with Jesus, we can't lose. We have victory. We're more than conquerors through him. 
So we love you. We honor you. Now just stand to your feet today. Lift your hands and express your love and gratitude to the Father that you're redeemed. You've been set free from the bondage of sin. His will for you is life and health, success and prosperity. His will for you is to accomplish much for His body, the body of Christ. We thank you, Father, for your goodness and mercy in 2016. And now we're believing even more and expecting more of your goodness and mercy manifested in the families, the lives, the people of Harvest Church in this new year. No good thing we withhold from the people as they walk up right before you. In Jesus' name. Everyone said, I have the victory today. And every day this year, through Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, amen, 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 amen. Well, I think that's a good way to start the year.